section sixty six of norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume eight norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles edited by eva march tappan section sixty six paying visits in saga time by j fulford vickery the houses of the northmen in saga time were of one type they were built of wood where it could be obtained logs of wood were roughly hewn and placed one over the other and the interstices filled with moss outside wood tar was used inside hangings of skin or coarse cloth occasionally the inside of the house was lined with rough boards the roof consisted of boards covered with birch bark on which turf was placed the same description of buildings existed in sweden and in Courland, as it is so stated in eagle skala grimson's saga there were no chimneys and an upper room or loft was comparatively unusual the interior of the house consisted of one room open to the roof and the smoke of the fire found its way through a hole which could be shut with a framework on which the call of a calf was stretched in the upper part of the walls of the houses holes were made called gluger sometimes these were in the lower part of the roof and were called wind eyes vindoi hence the word window these windows were closed with shutters or trap-doors under the murin or opening where the smoke left the house was the fire which was lit on the floor or on a few stones placed for the purpose in larger houses the fire was nearly as long as the hall trunks of trees were lit in such a manner that they burnt through their whole length on the floor was the tub that held the murd or mead and from which that liquid was served in horns to the guests on formal occasions the floor was strewn with straw or rushes the hangings in large houses were often of costly material embroidered or bordered with coloured cloth the shape of the house was rectangular the longer sides facing north and south the ends east and west at the ends were the doors one for the men and the other for the women when such a house was entered the first things seen were the mead tub and the long fire on each side were benches the whole length of the hall the bench facing the south was the chief seat on each of the two benches was a high seat which was an armchair with a high back and pillars at the sides these pillars were held in much reverence and were generally carved with the image of a god as of thor they were regarded as penates and when the northmen fled from norway after the battle of hafurfjord they took the pillars of their high seats with them and cast them into the sea and colonized iceland near the places where they drove ashore the benches were furnished with cushions or pillows and when necessary a lower row of benches was placed in front of the chief benches they could be taken away when not required the chief man whether he was a farmer 
carl or king sat in the high seat facing the south and opposite to him sat his principal guest with his friends or servants the host could thus speak to his guest across the long fire or what appeared of more frequent occurrence drink his health each man's weapons were hung behind his back except his sword which was rarely out of his hand in saga time at meal-times tables were placed the length of the hall these consisted of boards placed on trestles they were so placed that the people who served could pass between them and the benches in old times such a hall was not only a dining hall but a sleeping place each man slept on the bench on which he sat or if he as more than occasionally happened got tipsy he slept in the straw on the floor the above description applies to the more simple class of dwellings in saga time the larger houses consisted of a hall scali which was often of considerable size one is described in the appendix or rather addition to the landnambach of iceland as two hundred and ten feet in length and twenty-eight feet broad at the entrance was a forehall called forskali and was so wide that several persons could walk abreast in it the entrance to the hall was supplied with a door which was fastened by an iron bar or a strong piece of wood besides the benches running the length of the hall there was a cross bench on which the women sat and outside the hall was a covered way or passage that was connected with doors to the hall if the hall was designed for use both summer and winter for all classes of the household it was called an eldskali that is a hall with a long fire and in this case it was furnished with sleeping places situated immediately behind the seats occupied during the day behind the cross benches panelled rooms were made for the women who were separated also by a cloth hanging called tverpala the bedding consisted of coverlids of down bolsters linen sheets and occasionally a sleeping place was hung round with skins to keep out draughts the skins used for this purpose were chiefly fox skins if the hall was not supplemented with other buildings cupboards or the like were contrived for keeping provisions they were often constructed at the end of the two four halls at the entrances on each side of the hall houses in saga time varied as houses do now after individual builders taste and three instances are given in the icelandic land where houses were built over roads so that every one who passed must go through the halls and partake of their owner's hospitality tables were placed loaded with food so that the travellers should not be kept waiting this is a good example of old-fashioned icelandic kindliness the hall or skali was prepared to receive guests by being hung with hangings of skins or cloth the benches were covered with cushions and pillows the articles in use for the tables were cleaned and polished the table linen was in order the floors strewn with rushes or straw the fires lighted and tubs full of mead and all placed at the ends of the tables the guests usually arranged their journey so as to arrive in the afternoon of the day the visit began 
men and women of the household were appointed to go out and meet the guests and attend to a certain number of them subsequently some of the men took charge of the guests horses and arms as in saga time it was necessary to be well armed on a journey the women were met in the hall by the women of their host's family and their finery taken charge of and placed in a convenient place for use this does not appear to be so very distant a custom the reception of the guests and the boiling of meat and other good things on the long fire in the hall made the scene animated this however calmed down as guest after guest arrived and each was shown his or her appointed place the men on the long benches the women on the cross bench this was a difficult matter as there was a strong feeling as to precedence and an injudicious arrangement was highly resented the house father sat in the high seat in the middle of the long benches on the side facing the south if king or jarl were present he gave up his high seat to him the house mother if not engaged in serving her guests occupied the seat in the middle of the cross bench if more guests were present than the long benches could accommodate a row of seats was placed in front of them these were called for seati and appeared to have been boards on trestles or forms chairs were also used when all were seated the house father gave his blessing for peace water was carried round to the guests to wash their hands and this duty was generally performed by the house mother herself as complimentary to her guests the tables were placed and the cooked meats put on them and after eating had progressed the women of the household and men who could be trusted with that important duty filled the horns and beakers of the guests they were called skandyara and had an overlooker or chief who directed this heavy labor drinking however did not begin in serious earnest until the tables were removed then the solemnity of the occasion asserted itself three healths were drunk to the gods to odin thor and Bragdi, and other healths followed until the guests settled down to drink with a steady determination befitting people with the hardest heads in europe a beaker or horn was half emptied by a man who as a compliment sent it to a friend who was honourably bound to empty it and never failed in the duty the repetition of this produced results a pair of old friends sat near each other and engaged in a friendly contest they drank their beakers out at a pull and exhibited the empty horns as an evidence of their prowess until one of the pair could drink no more this was a pleasant test of capacity men and women also drank in this way and it is recorded that the latter were not always the weaker vessels the women of the household were specially instructed to induce the men to get drunk as otherwise the evening would be dull a man who did not get tipsy was tried and sentenced to drink a horn of ale specially adapted for the execution of the sentence this horn was called bitis horn or the horn to be drunk out as a penalty as the evening passed better ale and mead were introduced and occasionally wine and if this was done at the right moment it was a theme for praise the conduct of the guests when very drunk was not always of a refined character 
as their arms had been taken from them they were unable to use them and were reduced to drunken fights with their fists and drinking horns which when bound with silver or other metal were no despicable weapons the bones of the animals that had furnished the feast were also used the men who were sober endeavoured to still the tumult but the women were more useful they threw clothes over the contending drunkards and gave them more to drink which if it had not a sobering effect had a quieting one it was a matter of honour for the house-father to see that his chief guests were put to bed in the quarters set apart for them and that the others were comfortable on the rushes of the hall the next day when the guests were assembled in the hall the first duty of the house-father was to smooth over the squabbles that had occurred the night before this was easy as quarrels always happened at such gatherings and experienced guests took it as a matter of course drinking then began again on the excellent principle of taking a hair of the dog that bit you but it was only towards night that the same scene was renewed which was the case as long as the visit lasted end of section sixty six this recording is in the public domain